0: Welcome, creatures real and unreal, to the unfair folk—an unbalanced undertaking to understand
1: myths. I am your
0: cunning co-host Jack, and my pronouns are he, him, his.
1: And I'm your comorbid co-host Foster, <laughs> <Is> they, them. <laughs> comorbid? Oh no. Um, Can't get rid of me. I, I, you know what?
0: I would usually it's the opposite, so I'll take it. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Loki. Specifically, we're going to be talking about how hmm, how the gods got certain weapons of theirs. This story actually begins with Sif. Sif uh, was one of the Vanir, and uh, she ended up marrying Thor.
1: What's a Vanir?
0: The other gods besides the Aesir. So there's the Aesir from Asgard and the Vanir from Vanheim. Right, okay. Yeah, so like Freya uh, or Frigg or whichever name you're using for her, uh, is Odin's wife, and she's Vanir, uh, and Sif is Thor's wife, and she is also Vanir. It's, yeah, it's the way that they kind of merged the pantheons. It was like a political marriage, kind of, but uh, by all accounts, Sif and Thor uh, are, are pretty well-matched. Um, he respects her battle prowess. Uh, everyone really does. She's known for having uh, sharp eyes. Nothing really escapes her notice. And she was also very well known for having this beautiful, long, immaculate hair. In some accounts, it was, uh, it was black. It was uh, very, like, dark, deep, pure black, which would have been pretty rare in Norway. But in, uh, other accounts, she had this very, uh, pretty long blonde hair. So, uh, by either account...
1: Very different things.
0: They are very different things, and I'll kind of go into that, uh, a little more later. I believe she did originally i would bet on her being blonde
1: just because Just because you know that's how that whole peninsula goes yes exactly
0: like the viking like them coming up with a blonde god is a little more believable than them coming up with a a dark haired god um especially since most of the other gods are described as having red or blonde hair which was basically the two hair colors so but she her hair in particular was like very long and, and pretty and golden and even if you look at, at drawings or, or stereotypes of Vikings we do have the, the sort of stereotype of them having long beards and long hair it was seen as sort of a, a a proud thing. They didn't put as much weight on it, I think, as some other cultures do. Like I know that some indigenous tribes have uh, a belief that you know a warrior grows out their braid until a family member dies and they cut it in mourning, or until maybe they lose a battle and they cut it in mourning. Um, whether or not those practices are still in place today, I could not say. I am very white, and I do not uh, speak on indigenous beliefs. As a whole, but I, I have heard in some mythos that that is a belief In the Viking myths, uh, shaving the head of someone could actually be a punishment But, like, it would be completely bald, right? So it, it, it wasn't like, you you know, if you had short hair, you were of a certain status And if you had long hair, you were of a different status But particularly with women, if their heads were shaved It was usually because they had committed adultery or something of that sort. Which is interesting, because the Vikings weren't exactly known for monogamy.
1: So way, they weren't, like, a strictly monogamous culture, but then they're, like, going around slut-shaming? Like, what's going on here?
0: Yes, so unfortunately, because Viking culture, like so many cultures, uh, was male-dominated, um, despite the fact that they gave women a fair amount more control and choice in matters than other societies at the time. It was still male-dominated, so men could take multiple wives, um, and oh, even okay. uh, they could even invite other men into their bedroom alongside. Their wife, which was how a lot of, like, gay Vikings kind of got it on. They would, like, have a wife and have kids and then, like, also have, like, a husband lover on the side. And sometimes they, but they would, they would be like, well, he's sleeping with my wife and me. But that's, like, an afterthought. We just all kind of, like, hang together. So it's fine. It's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> so if, if a woman cheated on her husband kind of, I guess, without his permission, true cheating, she could get her head shaved in punishment.
1: That being... Women with shaved heads are beautiful, so...
0: Yes, absolutely. Like, yes. But it was just, you know, the reason that it was um, done is because, one, I think there was a bit of mercy to it. Because sometimes women would be, like, killed or branded or, like, have their noses cut off, you know? To permanently, like, or or their ears or something like that. And in, in that frame of reference, just kind of shaving their head was pretty merciful like it would grow back eventually and you would you would get over it but for the it was still you know when you were walking down the street people would see that you didn't have hair and be like oh you cheated on your husband
1: oh let's stay away from
0: that yeah exactly it was like it was a, it was a scarlet letter essentially
1: i never read that book don't know what that means <laughs> Do you know
0: the, like, reference? I barely read the book, it's still, like, you know, cheat.
1: I think I know, like, roughly the, um, it was, like, a, hey, this person, like, sex or something? Yeah. So there's, like, a, what is it, like, a red
0: j- Red, it's red A for adulteress. Oh. You know the movie Easy A? No. Oh, you should watch it, it's pretty good. I disagree with the ending because they twist the moral around a little bit, but, yeah. Overall, Nathaniel Hawthorne is whack. Anyways. So Sif in particular was known for having this really, like, long, pretty hair, right? She doesn't get to keep it. I get, we can, we can kinda, that's not very much of a spoiler. Like, the reason I just described why bald women would garner attention was not, like, for fun. She is in Asgard. She gets ready for bed. Thor's already passed out, snoring. She climbs into bed, falls asleep. Loki decides, which is never a good way to start a story. I don't like this. Loki decides that it would be hilarious if he... And whether or not he was drunk is up for debate. I don't like saying, oh, he did it because he was drunk, because I feel like this is definitely something he would still do sober. But, like, there are a fair amount of sources that say he was drunk. I think this is also very impressive, uh, a feat to pull while drunk, because he sneaks into... Uh, Siffin Thor's room and he cuts all her hair off like to the scalp. He doesn't like pick up her braid and like snip it and like she gets a, a bob. She doesn't he, he doesn't even like cut it like you know, you would cut a Barbie doll's hair where there's just like tufts sticking out of everywhere. He is so dexterous that he manages to shave her head to like the root without her waking up. Thor wouldn't have woken up anyway, he's he's probably also drunk and very, very asleep, but like, you know, that must have taken a while. So if you, even if he was drunk at the beginning of it, by the end, he must have been a little more sober. And he also does it with some form of magic.
1: Well, that's kind of what, that was part of my thought process, I'm like, okay, like, I sleep on my side. Which means that if someone was trying to shave all of my hair, they would have to like... Move me around to get to my left side where I sleep on.
0: I mean, do you roll? Do you ever roll over? No. Maybe. Sh- oh wow. Okay. I don't know. I always roll over.
1: Left side. I wake up on my left side.
0: Okay, but most people move during the night. Like you might be the exception to that.
1: Okay, if you're drunk and you're like, I'm gonna go shave her head, are you really gonna, like, sit there with your razor just, like, waiting?
0: (laughs) Just waiting for her to turn over so you can get the back? But I, yeah, so he used some some form of magic so that it wouldn't grow back. Just as, like, an extra, just kind of salt in the wound there. Um, I also, this might be an addition that people put in later, because hearing this story, one's thought might be, okay, so he shaved her head, get a hat for a while, deal with it, right? But the context of, like, during that entire time, people would think that she had had her head shaved as punishment for something, and it's gonna take, like, ages for her hair to grow back, blah, 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 blah. Or it just wouldn't grow back. People are gonna get upset about this, and they're going to get very upset. Yeah. So the reasoning for that is either, like, it was a very shameful thing, and or it was not going to grow back. So she wakes up and is very upset about this um and and she wakes thor up looks him dead in the eyes and is like loki shaved my head she has no evidence by the way she just wakes up and she's bald and she 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 she, it saves time if you just go something went wrong loki did this so she grabs thor who's not the brightest person, so he's just kind of like, what happened to you? You look different. Like, what? <laughs> did you do something? <laughs> did you do something with your hair? Yeah, it's gone. So she grabs Thor and she's like, Loki did this. I am staying in this room. No one will see me. You are going to go make him fix it. And Thor... Thor is... Mm, even more so in mythology than the comics, what we would refer to as a himbo. He's not that. He doesn't have a lot of smarts. He's very beefy, and he loves his wife. <laughs> Requirements for himbos. It's it's the it's the one type of good man. He he's like yes dear, and he puts on his this girdle that he has that makes him two times as stronger than normal. So he it's like his it's literally his strength girdle, and he like pulls it tight. And he goes and he finds... He goes to Loki's room and just busts in the door. And Loki's, like, moderately to severely hungover. Just like, oh my god, what do you want? Like, please, just... What? What? What do you want? And Thor grabs him and is like, you're going to fix this. And Loki... Loki 100% is like, fix what? I have no idea. Like, what do you, what do you mean fix this? I didn't do anything. Trying to just, and, and Thor like shakes him like a freaking Polaroid. <laughs> and is like, nope, try again. Like a magic eight ball. He didn't get the answer he wanted, so he just vibrates him. And Loki's like, okay, I'm sorry, but I can't fix it. And Thor looks him dead in the eyes and is like, no, here's the deal you are going to fix Sif's hair. And at this point, Loki's like, or what? And Thor just goes, no, I don't think you understand. You're going to fix her hair. And he drops Loki on the ground and he leaves. And Loki stands up and he's like, well, guess I'm going to fix Sif's hair. (laughs) Like, there's not really an or or a but or a, uh, and then. It's an implied, you die. And But here's the fun thing. It probably isn't a, you die. It's probably a, Thor gets to use you for target practice. And then wait until you heal, and then use you for target practice some more. And Neil Gaiman's retelling of it, uh, because I'm obligated legally and spiritually to mention Neil Gaiman at least once an episode...
1: He's in the contract.
0: It is, yeah. I'll burst into flames if I don't. Uh, but he, his threat is that uh, he's going to break every bone in Loki's body. And then he's going to wait until they heal, which for a god would be mm, about a day. And then he's going to break them again. And he says, the first day, it's probably going to take me about an hour to break every bone in your body. But I bet you with enough practice, I could get it down to mm, 15 minutes. And Loki's like, "Well, I got we will go get some like the best wig out there," but the thing is, is like he knows he can't just come back with like a nice wig or a fancy hat, and in all honesty, he probably can't just come back with magic hair, right? Even if he even if, or a potion to fix it or whatever, like he messed up so bad that he's gonna have to fix it and then some. And Loki gets into situations like this. A fair amount so he like knows the deal. It's like when you forget your anniversary you don't just get them an anniversary gift you get them like a really good anniversary gift.
1: Why does... so he shaved her head and like that's okay yeah that's fine that's funny or whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean <laughs> is it? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say that it's funny. He, yeah he thought it was funny. Why Did he then put a spell on it to make it not grow back? Like... That's even funnier. (laughs) Yeah, but he has to... He's not stupid, I assume, and so he's not gonna, like, think that, oh, I can just get away with this scot-free, and we'll all just laugh on our way home, like...
0: You're assuming he thought that far ahead.
1: I am. That is true.
0: He did not. He thought... You know what would be funny? if I shaved her head, and then he was doing it, and he thought, you know, it would be even funnier if it didn't grow back. (laughs) And then he went back into his bedroom and didn't think about it until Thor showed up and said, yeah, you're gonna fix this. He is, unfortunately, clever. So he knows that he needs magic hair, and he knows that the best place to get magic hair, or magic anything, is Svartalfheim, which is the the land of the Dark Elves, a.k.a. where the dwarves hang out. He tracks down these three dwarves, and three is a guesstimate. There's more than one. There's probably more than two. They're called the Sons of Ivaldi. They don't have names, they're just called the Sons of Ivaldi. No one can really, like, tell them apart. It's like a box set. They're just... (laughs) it's just kind of it's all y'all and that's about it.
1: So he rolls up to their forge, more than one, presumably less than 10.
0: Yes, and I would even say like I would say 3 is a fair is a fair number to rest on because like 2 you could at least keep like straight, right? Yeah. Like if they'd stood still, but like 3 you're just, you don't even have a shot of guessing. So he kind of rolls up and he's like, hey guys, what you doing? Making stuff? Cool, cool, cool. I heard that these two other dwarves are talking shit about you. And they're like, what, who, who? And he's like, oh, it's it's Brock and, and Etri. And they're like, so Brock is spelled B-R-O-K-K-R. Etri is E-I-T-R-I. And I'm really just shooting in the dark with these definite with the pronunciations uh, Brock is right. Brock is definitely Brock. It's spelled weird, but it's definitely Brock Et, it's either Etri or Etri or ittri. I'm going with Etri. he's like, oh, it's it's Brock and Etri. and and everyone's saying that they're like the best cra- craftsmen ever and that they make like all the best stuff. and the sons of Ivaldi are like, no, no, that's like us that's. It's us, like, everybody knows it's us And, Lo- and like, they're getting heated about it And Loki's like, oh, well, I didn't <laughs> I didn't mean to start anything I'm sorry um, uh, Why don't we-, we settle this? Why don't we have a competition? Uh, you can come to Asgard um, And you can make some gifts For the gods uh, and, and I'll have, you know, not me, because I'm, I'm obviously biased, I like you guys way too much to be judged, but I'll have Odin and Thor and, eh, we'll get Frey in there. And they can be the judges, um, so I guess you should make, uh, one gift for each of them, right? Three, three gifts, that makes sense. Um, oh, oh, and, and one of them needs to be hair. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, so, like, magic hair, um, that'll, like, adhere... To your head and like be like regular hair Sort of like grow like regular hair um, But it's like magic And they're like yeah we can we can do that No problem And he's like okay cool I'll text you <laughs> And he leaves pigeon. And, they, and they start making their gifts So then he goes to Brock and Etri And he's like hey And Brock is like get out of my forge Because he knows Loki And if you know Loki Generally you don't want him within a two-mile radius of you.
1: And definitely not within spitting spinning piston. Oh,
0: yeah. Nope, absolutely not. It's funny that you should mention that. Um, So <laughs> he goes to, to Brock and Andre and is like, hey, so I was just over at this... He dodges the pot that they threw at his head, and he's like, I was just at the Sons of Evaldi's house, and they were, like, totally talking shit about you and Brock immediately is like fuck off you're setting this up. I I know you too well to not smell this from a mile away like you are 100% up to something and I'm not I'm not interested. Yeah. And Loki's like I never <laughs>
1: believe you would suggest such a thing
0: <laughs> see by all accounts he managed he like does eventually manage to convince them that he's telling the truth I don't know how anyone ever believes Loki didn't like is telling the truth ever I honestly don't because sometimes he is but like I would just never I would just default be like no you're lying
1: he lost all benefit of the doubt
0: exactly and even if he was telling the truth he would be doing it in, the, in a way that specifically made you not believe him so I just 100% would not want him to say anything to me like ever. Like, if I saw him walking towards me, I'd be like, turn the fuck around. No. I guess the stakes are lower if you're immortal and you can beat Loki up. Like, my only defense mechanism is (laughs) staying out of his way. So Loki's like, I'm not setting this up. I'm absolutely not. I just, you know, I heard they were making these three gifts for the gods, and they asked me to have the gods judge them, and I just thought, since I'm such you know huge fans of you and, and we go back, like, Way, way back. You know, remember that time you threw a pot at my head? It was great. So I figured I would come over here and be like, and like give you a chance to basically prove that y'all are the best craftsmen. Um, So, you know, you should totally make some gifts for the gods and and prove that you're the best once and for all. And Brock is like thinking about it because by all accounts, he was smarter than Atrey, but Atrey was like the craftsman. He was the clever one. He was like the, you know, he worked the shop. I guess, and Atri was in the back making stuff, right? So he looks, he looks Loki up and down, and he's like, "All right, I know my brother is a better smith than them, so I'm not worried about that part of it. I'm not worried about, you know, what people are going to say about how how good of a smith my brother is. If you're in this for some reason, I want something out of it, so I want to make a bet. And Loki's like." Yes, I love it, let's do it, what bet?
1: I love, love bets.
0: Love <laughs> right, he's like, he's like vibrant, he's like, yes! And Brock is like, we'll enter this competition, but if we win, we get your head. And Loki's like...
1: Physical, like they just bethead him, like...
0: Like, physically, they own his head. Apparently, Brock is like, there's a lot of things going on up there, I want to see if my brother can make something with it. Which, you know... Magically would have been possible. Like they made, they took Emir's um, head and made like the sky and stuff. So
1: conceivably, basically you take Loki's head and you like put a little tree tap in there and like let it drip into a bucket for a couple years and see what comes out. Funnily enough,
0: there was actually a myth about how they made mead, and they actually made mead by this. There was this guy who was a really good poet, and they like drained him and made mead from his stuff. We'll talk about that another time. Anyway, you literally can't get weirder than Norse mythology. So, Brock is like, if we, if we win, if our gifts are better, I, I want your head. And Loki's like, deal. Because he knows that the sons, um, wow, I literally just blanked on their name. I, only said, I almost said son of Ivar because I'm thinking of Ivar the Boneless. I know, he knows that the sons of Ivaldi are very skilled craftsmen. He knows that Thor is going to be one of the judges of their crafts. And he knows that one of the gifts is going to be golden hair for Thor's wife. Who he, th- Thor, because he's a himbo, loves very much. So all he needs to do is make sure that one of Brock and Atre's gifts is less impressive than the golden hair, and he thinks that they'll win. He leaves, allegedly, and Brock turns to... <laughs> Brock turns to Atria and is like, alright, do you have like an idea of what you want to make? And Atria is like, yes, I know exactly what we're going to make. I have these, I've been saving these three things, um, pieces of material, for, for something special, and this is exactly the occasion. Normally they don't just like give stuff to the gods, but they also like showing off. So this would be kind of like if you learned you were going to meet... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and you wanted to give him a piece of art you made to impress him so that he might, like, talk about it on Instagram and get you a bunch of attention, right? This was essentially them being like, we're going to impress the gods for, like, clout. So Atri pulls out all the stops, and he asks Brock to work the bellows, which are, like, the pump part of the forge. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's, like, where they squeeze air in. So he, he puts Brock at the bellows, and he says, like, you have to make sure to pump this fast to, and make sure the fire only gets this hot. And, like, they didn't have temper, they didn't have thermometers back then, right? They couldn't, like, set an oven temperature and, like, pump fuel in. Like, it literally would get as hot as the person working the bellows could get it. And so if he stopped pumping the bellows, it would drop below the temperature that it needed to be. And Atri and was like, and then, like, I can't—it won't forge correctly. I'm not sure— how accurate that is to actual forges, like, I'm pretty sure you don't have to be constantly pumping the bellows. I think you can get it up to a certain temperature, and I don't think that, like, one second of heating it wrong messes it up, especially for, like, medieval swords. But this is, like, magic artifacts, so
1: I don't know. See, that's one thing I was thinking, but also it's kind of like heat is such an odd thing with like forges. Like they're very, very good at insulating, but not as but they're not flawless.
0: Right. And I would assume even like with magic dwarf forges, like there's, you know, still room for error. For magical dwarf Forges, I would think they would have more rooms for error Um, yes, you would be... only mortal ones. There you go, you would be pretty correct, because Atria, like, super stresses that He, like, grabs Brock and is like, you have to keep pumping. When he has to, like, go into the other room, which, again, I don't know how forges work, but apparently, like, the place where the bellows were was not where the forge hammering was. So... He like went to the other room and and left Brock to to work the bellows.
1: The bellows would theoretically be; it would have like access to an open room, like open air, to like pump in plenty of air.
0: Okay, that makes yeah. So maybe he's like outside and pumping it into the the forge. I I dig that. Um, so he's and that actually makes sense because he's he's pumping and then this huge like. Horsefly, it's usually called. Some, some stories just say insect, some say like wasp. Um, I'm assuming the ones that say like wasp or hornet or whatever because they were like kind of Americanized. And because like we don't, in some, some people don't like know what a horsefly bite feels like, but everybody kind of knows that it sucks so bad. Oh my god, it sucks so bad. Um, but most people like know if they don't know what a, a, a wasp sting feels like, they know that it's bad. But, like, fly doesn't sound as intimidating. But I'm, I guess there's maybe more horseflies in Norway than there are wasps. I don't know. I can imagine, yeah. Um, I, I would assume there's more horses than, like, flowers in Norway probably, too. <laughs> That's mean. They have flowers there. <laughs> um, but I don't know. This is also in Svart Belfheim, so maybe they only have horseflies. But it, it, it flies onto Brock's hand. And as he's pumping the bellows, it bites him really, really hard. Like, harder than a horsefly should be able to bite a person. And Brock doesn't stop pumping. Eventually, the call comes from Atri that he can stop pumping, and he stops pumping. And, like, swats at the fly, and the fly kind of buzzes away. And Atri comes back, and it's like, awesome, okay, that worked super good, it's like, Cooling right now. We can move on to the second thing. Um, this is even more complex, so you're gonna have to pump faster and all, and keep it just as steady though. And Brock's like, kind of rubbing his hand, and he's like, Yeah, sure, okay, good. I can do that. Like, no problem. <laughs> so Atria goes back in the other room. Brock starts pumping, and he's pumping and he's pumping and he's pumping. And the horsefly comes back and it bites his other hand, and Brock kind of like blows at it, right? You know, if you've ever had like a bug on you and your hands are full, you kind of like. <laughs> To try to like yeah. get it away
1: Try and get it off without like interrupting what you're doing.
0: Exactly. And he's still pumping. He doesn't he doesn't uh, falter for a moment. And the horsefly kind of flies up and it lands on its head on his head. And it kind of climbs down to his face and it bites his forehead. Oh man, I like I swear to god I feel bugs on me right now. Like this is not a good story. <laughs> um
1: Sorry to anyone listening to this that really doesn't like bugs. Yeah,
0: sorry. It's not...
1: So I don't. I really don't like bugs, so you have to suffer through this with me.
0: If it makes it any better, it's not technically a bug. Like, you're aware that this bug is not, like, a regular horsefly, right?
1: My first thought is, like, oh, this is Loki. It's... it's like yeah. into a little fly, and now he's just trying to piss him off.
0: Yeah. If we haven't talked about it before, Loki is a very, very good and well-known shapeshifter. Yeah, That's, like, his thing, is that he turns into other stuff. So this is, like, if you were watching an X-Men movie, just to, like, really cement the fact that I'm a nerd, this is the metaphor I'm going with. If you're watching an X-Men movie and, like, everyone gets separated and Mystique is around, like, you're gonna doubt everyone is who they say they are. So, if you just made a bet with Loki, and now a horsefly is, like, biting you a lot, and it hurts really bad, like, you're not like, huh, weird coincidence. (laughs) He keeps pumping, and the horsefly bites, like, his forehead. And he he keeps pumping, and then the horsefly climbs down and, like, bites his nose, and he keeps pumping. And finally, is like, okay, you're good, and he comes... Comes back around and the horsefly like flies away Brock immediately starts to try to swat at it right? And the horsefly like zooms away Uh, And Atria's like Okay second one turned out even better I'm pumped I'm on a roll we're like Batting a hundred or whatever I don't know Baseball um, hasn't been invented yet But we're doing good So now there's this third thing and it's got A lot of like moving parts going on There's a lot of like preparation into it So this is the most important one and Brock's, like, wiping blood from his face and just kind of looking, like, very annoyed as welts, like, rays on his skin, right? But he's, like, he's also a very supportive brother and, like, a very stoic man. I get this, like, sort of, like, Ron Swanson vibe from him whenever I read myths about Brock. So he's very, like, in pain but not going to show it, you know? But he's not, ooh, there's a crow. It might be. Not a part of the story? I guess <laughs> we can't do this every time. <laughs> First it was a moth, and now it's a crow. What are you doing? This dude's, like, having a dance party in my front lawn.
1: Like, a real person? Or?
0: No, the crow. Well, maybe it's a person. I don't fucking... Maybe it's Loki, and he wants to... <laughs> it's like when Peter Pan comes to the darling's house to listen to stories about him. Anyways. Yeah, so he's he's a very stoic type, very Ron Swanson type, uh, where he he's in pain and he's not showing it. So his brother is, like, stressing that this... He's like, this is the most complex one. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to pull it off, even if everything goes perfectly. So... Please, please, please make sure everything's perfect. And Brock's like, he, like, eyes the horsefly that is definitely rubbing its little fly hands together, like, maliciously. And he's like, yeah, I got it. He goes back to pumping the bellows. And the horsefly immediately, like, the door has barely shut. The horsefly immediately zooms in and, like, bites him on the face again. And it bites him on the neck and Brock is just, he just keeps pumping, and he's, like, gritting his teeth. And there's, like, literal, like, drops of blood welling up from these bites now because of how hard this fly is biting. And then it finally, like, Hail Mary flies in, like, onto his eye and bites on his eyelid. Ow. Right? So Brock, like, tries to time it in between pumps, and he, like, raises his hand in between pumps, and he swats at the fly, and he, like, just barely manages to, like, brush it off his face and kind of, like, you know when you hit a bug but you don't, like, squish it? You don't hit it, like, good enough, but it does, like, make contact. So the fly, like, goes soaring across the room and he immediately goes back to pumping the bellows. And his brother comes back and his brother calls for him to stop and comes back in the room. And he's like, what happened at the end there? And Brock's just, like, clutching his swollen face. (laughs) This is, again, like, his brother's not the brightest. So he's like, what happened at the end? And the temperature, like, kind of went up and down there. And he's like, I kind of messed up. Like, it still kind of worked, but I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be good enough to win the contest. And Brock's like, listen, dude, I know your work. I'm sure it's perfect. Like, let's let's just pack up all the, the gifts. And I know that you don't like being in front of crowds, so I'll take them to Asgard, and we can... And I'll present them and then come back and let you know. And the horsefly flies away, and then Loki comes back around the corner, right? And he's like, so I heard you guys are ready... Like the the sons of Vivaldi are also ready, so let's let's go. So he takes them all up. He takes one of the sons of Vivaldi, no one knows which one, and he takes Brock, and they go up to Asgard to present these gifts to the gods. Now, though everyone is a little bit skeptical of Loki calling them here to to present them with something. Like usually, it's not a good thing if Loki's calling you about anything. To so the sons of Evaldi go first, and they present the golden hair off the bat, and Thor kind of, like, takes it, and in some versions of the story, Sif, like, enters, and she's bald, and everyone kind of gasps, and then she puts the hair on, and she's like, oh, it's perfect, and leaves. I kind of like the idea more of Thor being like, oh, this looks really good be right back, and, like, runs into his room and gives it to Sif, and then Sif comes, like, out with the hair on already, and is like, oh, yes, this is just as good, if not better, as my old hair. And I think this is why they gave her black hair before, because it says that she, she liked her golden hair even more than she liked her old hair, but it was literal magic golden hair, so I'm assuming she went from, like, a normal... Platinum blonde to like mythical shimmering literal gold, rather than just oh I like you know I like this color better. (laughs) But whatever, that's that's splitting hairs, but (laughs) um. We're
1: gonna have to end the recording.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and Thor's like oh this is fantastic like you did really good and Loki's kind of like puffing up because he's like there's no way I'm gonna lose my head. The next gift they present is this. Piece of folded cloth And they give it to Frey Who is not Freya It was Freya's brother Who is called Frey Because they're like Basically just the masculine and feminine versions of each other Whatever So they, they give him this scarf Looking thing And he's like what is this Like it's a soft piece of fabric And the son of Ivaldi That was there that we don't know who it was Goes Oh that's a ship And phrase like a ship Like I sail a ship upon the sea And they're like If you shake it out Don't do it in here <laughs> But if you shake it out it un- The cloth unfolds into a ship Called, bear with me Skidbladnir So it's skid, b l a d n i r, ear N-I-Ear N-I-R, I've heard skithbladnir I've heard skidbladnir I've heard skith blod, skid bloth, like, so one of those things. It means, like, ship made from thin, flexible wood or something. And
1: it was the uh, biggest... really rolls off the tongue.
0: Yeah. Um, it was the biggest ship ever. It will always find wind, um, and it can be folded up and, and put in your, like, pouch, basically. So it was a very impressive gift. And Loki's Loki's looking even more, like, cocky now. And then the son of Ivaldi turns to Odin, and he said, he presents him with a spear. And the spear's name is Gungnir. Gung, mm, Gungnir. Gungnir? J-U-N-G-N-I-R. Gungnir. One of those. We gave it several takes. And he explains that the spear will penetrate anything, always hit its mark, and any oath taken on the spear is unbreakable. So, kind of like how people swear on the Bible before they testify, except if you swear on the spear, you actually have to follow through. It's like, you actually—and this is another one of those things that's like, well, what happens if you don't? And it's like, no, like, you can't. Like, you are magically prevented from breaking an oath. So Loki's, like, he's strutting around Asgard, basically. And he, like, turns to Brock and he's like, alright, your turn. Like, whip it out. Like, let's go. And he's also, like, he's certain that one of these gifts is messed up, right? And, like, presenting the gods with a broken gift, even if it's, like, it's just, like, it's chipped or it's whatever, like, he's like, there's no way that that's gonna fly. So no matter how good the first two things are, like, the third thing is gonna mess it up so that I win. And sure enough, the first thing they present is, is a very impressive gift, So they, uh, Brock hands a replicating arm ring called Dropnir
1: to Odin, and he, it's... Arm ring? What is, like, is it a ring that goes around your arm? Yeah.
0: No, it's literally just, like, a bracelet that's meant for your upper arm. You may have seen, like, pictures of, or, like, drawings of Vikings with those, like, metal bands, like, kind of on their... Bicep. It was just, it was like a common fashion choice for men, and it was it was gold and it was b- beautifully like designed. So this wouldn't have been just like a plain band of metal. It would have had fancy like yeah. Uh, and he he explains that every ninth night, eight gold arm rings drop from it. You can give them away. You can just like hang on to them and get rich. Like he's like do whatever, but like every nine days. This replicates eight arm rings. Very impressive. And Odin takes it, and he immediately puts it on, which is, like, a huge thing. And he's like, very impressive. Like, thank you. And Loki's like, eee, (laughs) ooh, that was pretty good, huh? And he's like, but it doesn't matter, because, you know, they still have a broken one. So the next thing Brock pulls out is a golden boar. Like a pig, but it's gold.
1: Oh, much like the Etruscan boar flask or whatever. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> um, so, but it, like, big. Like, this is, uh, do you know how big boars are?
1: Uh, bigger than pigs, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Do you know how big pigs are? Quite. <laughs> Quite large. Most people don't know how big pigs are. They kind of picture, like, maybe lab size, like, you know, like, knee height, maybe. Pigs can,
1: pigs get very. Like, I'm thinking, like, waist height, like. Okay. I don't actually know how much they weigh, <laughs> but, like, a couple hundred pounds for sure.
0: Yes, a couple hundred pounds is correct. They can, in length, uh, commonly be, like, six feet. The, yes, and then, like, certain types of pigs are bred for size, and they are larger. Certain types of pigs are bred to be small, like pot-bellied and, and micro-pigs and stuff like that. But, like, the ones bred for meat are, l- are only very slightly smaller than a cow. And, like, cows are bigger than you think they are, too, by the way. Everything is bigger than you think it is, unless it's smaller than you think it is. (laughs) Wild boars are, like, could be, like, moose size. I want you to picture.
1: I also have no idea how big moose are, so... Uh,
0: standing up uh, from, like, their hooves to their antlers, they can be, like, eight feet or more. That's, like, a complete shot in the dark, but I know that they are taller than people. It is very large. So, like, picture a boar... That size, like very large, and it's golden, made of gold, and it's like kind of alive, you know, it's like magic alive, and Brock goes, this is uh, to pull your chariot, it is faster than the fastest horse ever, also it glows in the dark, so you can just like drive anywhere at any time, it's a bit of a Rudolph thing, a bit of a Rudolph vibe, Um, where, like, no matter how thick the fog or dark the night, like, this boar will get you through it. Also, it never gets tired. So you can just, like, go. And Odin's like, dang. And I also love that, like, the Sons of Ivaldi knew that Frey, Odin, and Thor were going to be, uh, judging them. So they made a gift for Thor, a gift for Odin, and a gift for Frey. Brock and Atri went... We're going to give two gifts to Odin and one to Thor. Because nobody gives a shit about Frey. <laughs> Which, like, they're not wrong. Like, if Odin and Thor decided that Brock and Atri won, and then, like, Frey was like, I actually like the Sons of Vivaldi more, Odin and Thor would be like, okay, up yours, like, no. that <laughs> yes. We didn't ask, yeah. They're, they're greasing up Odin a little extra. Odin is very impressed, and in some of the versions of the myths, he actually says, Wow, this arm ring and boar are much more impressive than the other gifts. In front of everybody. Brock turns to Thor, and he's like, We have a gift for you. Now, I, and, and Loki's like, Okay, this is the broken one. So this is going to ruin the whole mood. Um, and, and you might want to picture Thor as a bit of like, If he doesn't get what he wants, he throws a tantrum like he's the kid on Christmas morning that's like, I didn't get a Lego set. Loki's like, oh good, it's going to be broken and he's going to throw a fit and like, I'm going to win. So Brock says, let me preface this with any shortcomings of the gift are my fault. Like my brother told me to work the bellows um, and I faltered. And he doesn't in any of the retellings ever say, because a horsefly bit me. Or, like, try to excuse himself, or even, like, and he...
1: He says, hey, I messed up.
0: He absolutely does, and he, like, he definitely knew it was Loki, too. Definitely, like, something went wrong, it was definitely Loki. And, like, he could have told the gods that, and they probably would have believed him. But, like, he doesn't. And I think that's, like, I don't know, I think that goes, that says a lot about him. He's, like... If he wins this, he's going to win this because the gifts stand up. So he he kind of pulls out the last gift, and it's a hammer. It's a very large hammer. The handle How
1: is large. Of a hammer, are we talking here?
0: Well, you know Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Yes, it's about that size. It's quite large. It is yes. The handle is short though. Now okay. most. Hammers had a handle that you could wield two-handed because you can hit things harder. This handle was only about uh, It was only long enough for one hand and like that just wasn't A thing so the handle was too short even though you could still hold it in one hand There was no room for a second hand So he says the handle is short I'm going to get that out of the way. And Thor, Thor kind of looks at it, and he got like a little excited when he saw it was a weapon, and then kind of got a little like disappointed when he saw that the, the handle was so short. And Brock says, before you judge, like before you go off, let me tell you what it does. So, first off, it's unbreakable. And Thor gets a little excited again, because he breaks a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons. And he says, it can be called to return to you. So no matter how far you throw it, you, it will always come back to you, just like the spear. And Thor gets even more excited because he's lost a lot of weapons by throwing them at things that moved out of the way, and then, you know, his weapon disappeared over a cliff and it's gone! It's gone. It can summon lightning. It can help him summon lightning. He can already kind of do that, but this can help him. It will never miss its target. And, and Thor's, like, clapping his hands at this point. He's, he's giddy. Uh, Literally like a a kid on Christmas And it can change You can change the size of the hammer at will So he can make it bigger Or he can shrink it down and hide it in his shirt Specifically, he's apparently supposed to hide it in his shirt And Thor is like This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life! You guys win, hands down! Like, he's not even waiting for Odin and Frey to to speak up, but, like, Odin's, like, agreeing with him. And Loki's just, like, sweating, right? He's standing in the corner, just like that Jordan Peele gif with just water just gushing down his face. And he's like, what about the hair? And Thor's like, oh, yes, my wife's hair is very beautiful. It was a very fine gift. Thank you very much for that. Look at my hammer! <laughs> so the son of Ivaldi kind of, like, bows and is like, yeah, whatever, and, like, leaves and is like, you're welcome, and, like, sul- right, sulks away. Um, and Brock turns to Loki and is, like, just cracks his, fingernail, his fingernails, his fingers, and, like, uh, is like, all right, pay up. Like, I won, pay up. And Loki's like... Okay, about that (laughs) I know we said I would give you my head But what if I paid you, like, a lot of things? I can just give you things Like money, treasure And Brock's like, you just saw what I made for them, right? What me and my brother made? That's the stuff we have laying around the shop I don't want treasure
1: We made a giant boar out of solid gold. Yeah,
0: like, there's literally nothing you own that interests me. And, like, dwarves in general had, like, all the cool shit. So, Loki trying to bribe him is, like, sliding a $1 bill to Jeff Bezos and being like, please don't murder me. (laughs) Like, it's not gonna work. And so, Loki's like, okay, then, you can have my head if you can catch me. And he bolts. (laughs) He just turns and runs. And, like, Loki is very fast. Loki is very, very, very fast. There's another myth where it we they talk about how fast he is. Brock turns to Thor and Odin and is like, so I don't know if you picked up on this. We had a bet on whether or not I would win. He tried to sabotage me a bunch, and now he's trying to squeal out of the bet. So... He's like, Odin, this is your Allfather. This is your Hall. He wouldn't have called him Odin. That would be like calling the President Barack. Like, you just don't... He he would have used his title. Um, Allfather, can you go get him? And, like, I know this is your your Hall. And he... uh, Odin and, and Loki are blood brothers. So, like, they're tight. So it's kind of like asking someone if you can beat up their friend. Except... He's asking if he can decapitate him, right? But Odin's like, well, he d- he knows Loki, right? So he's like, a bet. He did make the bet. Like, we can't dishonor that. So he turns to Thor, and he's like, can you go catch him? And Thor's like, I can definitely go catch him, but, like, do I want to? And Odin's like, well, now's a good opportunity to try out your new hammer. And Thor's like, yeah! <laughs> he, grabs, Great point. he grabs his hammer and, like, bolts out the the door, and I'm assuming there's, like, five minutes of awkward silence where, like, Frey takes his ship and goes back to his room, and Odin just, like, makes awkward small talk with Brock, and then Thor busts back in the front door, just, like, dragging Loki by his hair, caveman style. And Loki's like, let me go, let me go, you... Like, calling him all sorts of names. And he drags him back, and he, like, holds him in front of Brock, and Brock pulls out his fucking, like, knife, right? Like, (laughs) he came prepared And Loki's just like, Uh, hmm. Okay, so I said you could take my head, and you can, but I didn't say you could do anything to my neck. So Brock kind of looks at Loki like, Are you fucking kidding me? And then he turns to Odin, and is like, This is your house, dude. Like, can you, but like, what? And Odin kind of like, thinks about it for a second, and he's like, did he say anything about his neck? And Brock is just, like, turning red, and he's like, no, he did not say anything about his neck. And Odin's like, okay, so technically, he is correct. If you can find a way to take his head without damaging his neck, or, like, doing anything to his neck, you can have it and brock like goes up and is like like looking around for like a place to cut and he's like this is ridiculous i can't like there's i can't and loki's like doing a jig right he's like i figured it out <laughs> um and brock is like in some in some versions he um he he ties a strip of leather around loki's neck and he starts trying to cut like above it right so just kind of like hacking at the jaw area
1: but, I was thinking, like, if you're gonna try and cut through, if you're trying to just get the head, like, you're gonna have to leave some of it behind to be safe
0: Yeah, I was thinking you could, like, you could literally just go, like
1: Take everything from, like, lower jaw up
0: Yeah, like, the Alas, York skull type area, that just, that whole steez the, the skull that they hold up in, like, Shakespeare, and they're like, Alaspoor York, Yorick, and it's just, like, the top part, that, yeah and he so he tries to kind of like saw at his like face area and but his knife doesn't cut and he's he like throws his knife down and he's like what is this and loki's like okay so just in case the whole like neck thing didn't work i also may have magically warded my head against knives so that's a particularly advanced form of magic like they do talk about this you can it's easier to like turn weapons away from you ...or heal wounds than it is to just make yourself invulnerable. Like, that sort of magic is almost unheard of. So the fact that Loki was able to do it to his head, specifically against knives, was like a big deal. And it still was just his head, and just against knives. But Brock is furious, and Loki's like rubbing it in, right? He doesn't know when to cut his losses. Lo- his losses, like he's just being like, "I'm the smartest. Suck my dick. Like I, I got you, and I got this guy, and like blah blah blah, and your mother, and er- you know, all that." And so Brock turns to the All Father, and in and in some cases he just does this. In some cases he goes up to to Odin and kind of like whispers in his ear, and Odin's like, "Yeah, I think that's a fair trade off." Because again, like this is Odin's hall, so he could have technically said like. No, Loki, you don't get to say you don't get to take my neck. Like, that's bullshit. He could have made that decision, and Brock would have cut Loki's head off. So Brock says something to the the Allfather, or he just kind of leaps at Loki, and he pulls out this, um, I think it was called an awl. It was sort of like a a needle, um, like a knitting needle or a sewing needle, somewhere in between those two things. And it was used for, I believe, piercing leather, he grabs it and i'm not going to go too graphic here but he he sews loki's mouth shut he he takes the leather that he wrapped around his his neck earlier and he puts it over his mouth and he just sews loki's mouth and to the leather and like kind of see like sews the whole thing shut and then he like drops it and leaves like he knows that that's as far as he's going to get but he wanted to shut loki up and so he sewed his mouth shut. Well, he fucking deserved it. He kinda super did. Loki has to free himself, and he does eventually, but in a lot of subsequent tellings, they might they reference the the scars around his mouth. Because that was one of the few times he actually experienced concrete consequences for what he'd done. Cause like other times he gets like punched around a little or he gets in trouble or he pisses someone off, but he never gets like in trouble.
1: He just heals himself up And he's like I oh, got back to my old ways
0: Exactly But for whatever reason Like this leaves a mark And supposedly Before this Loki was relatively handsome Like he's described As being a handsome individual So I would imagine That would have dented His ego A little bit
1: Well plus also uh, We've said We've covered in the past uh, Like in Nordic stuff, if you weren't attractive, they would tell you. Oh, absolutely, yes. So, mm-hmm. For them to specifically say he was good-looking. Yeah. He must have been good-looking. Yep,
0: and that, like, also helped him get away with a lot of shit, because he would, like, bat his eyelashes and, like, <laughs> show some ankle and, <laughs> and get away with it. Loki was the first femme fatale, like, dead ass, Because he, he never, like, he never squares up with someone head-to-head, but, like... He pulls shit, and he gets other people to fight for him. So, props props to Loki. And that is going to do it for us today. Um, shout out to Min on Twitter, who mentioned the Encino Man, which was the movie that uh, I was trying to think of when we were recording about the dude stuck in ice, and I couldn't think of the name. It was Encino Man. Brendan Fraser was in it.
1: I have no memory of this conversation, but I'm just going to, uh, like... Agree that it happened. I guess
0: it was during the Norse uh, Genesis episode. We were talking about the cow licking someone from the ice, and I was like, like the Neanderthal man. I was like, oh, what's that movie? And you had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, Brendan Fraser was in it, and he was a Neolithic man or Encino man or whatever, and he was shirtless a lot. <laughs> it was it was a very bad movie. So yeah, shout out to them. Um, please feel free to. Uh, Like and subscribe and review and I don't know what else you do And I have been your cunning co-host, Jack God, what did I say?
1: I've been your co-orbit co-host, Foster